I want you to open your Bible to Psalm 100, everyone. <coughs> Joe, could you bring me my water, please, buddy? Thank you. There's my buddy right there, Armor Bear. He loves his pastor, prays for his pastor. See, he saved all that until he got back there. That was nice. Psalm 100, everyone. If you don't mind, I want you to stand with me. And we're going to read this psalm aloud together. Now, I realize there are probably a variety of versions in your hand, so maybe we'll follow along on the screen. But let's read Psalm 100, 1 through 5, together. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Read that line again. Be thankful to him and bless one more time strongly. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Read on. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Father, we thank you for your word. And Lord, you have been planning something all along. And now, God, you are sending your word with intent, with purpose, to accomplish something in our lives. And so I pray that all hindrances and all distractions would be gone. And what you've sent your word to do, it would be done. Amen. We give you thanks as we pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Come on and agree with me by just saying amen. 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 You can be seated. <clears throat> the day before Thanksgiving, an elderly man who lived in Phoenix called his son who lived in New York. And he said to him, Son, I hate to ruin your day, but I've got bad news, and I must tell you that your mother and I are divorcing. Forty-five years of misery is enough. We're sick of each other, and it's over. Now, I want you to call your sister in Chicago and tell her for me, please. Frantic, the son gets on the phone. He calls his sister. She explodes on the phone. Over my dead body, she says, I'll take care of this. She immediately dials her dad in Phoenix and says to her father, you and mom are not getting a divorce. Don't do a single thing until I get there. I'm calling Tony back, and we'll both be in Phoenix tomorrow morning. Until then, don't do a thing. Do you hear me? The man hangs up the phone. He turns to his wife. He smiles and says, okay, honey, the kids are coming for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and they're paying for their own flight. How many have ever heard of Rudyard Kipling? 
Rudyard Kipling wrote The Jungle Book, among many, many other uh, books and poems. He was a, a great writer and poet whose writings many of us have enjoyed over the years. Unlike many writers of that era, Kipling was one of the few who had the opportunity to enjoy his success while he was still living. He was extremely successful as a writer, and so he made a lot of money. One time a newspaper reporter came to him and said, Mr. Kipling, I just read that somebody calculated that the money you make from your writings amounts to about $100 per word. Mr. Kipling raised his eyebrows and said, really? I certainly wasn't aware of that. The reporter sarcastically reaches down into his pocket and pulls out a $100 bill, snaps it and says, here you go, Mr. Kipling. Here's a $100 bill. Now, you give me one of your $100 words. Mr. Kipling looked at the $100 bill for a moment. He took it. He folded it up. He put it in his pocket, and he said, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Say that with me. Thanks. thanks. What a powerful word. What a valuable word. Thanks. Do you know that this one simple word is a key that will unlock doors that no other key will unlock? Thanks. So simple, but yet, why do we get stuck not offering it as often as maybe we should? God has designed us to be thankful. Look at our text again. Verse number four says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise, be thankful. Somebody say, be thankful. Be thankful. Now lean into the be part of it. Say, be thankful. Be, be, thankful. be thankful and bless his name. This really just levitated off the page as I prepared for this message. God, do you want this to be part of our very being? Not just to offer thanks, come into this presence with thanks. That's just like every now and then I'll give thanks. I'll offer thanks. Maybe, maybe when I get a raise. How many are thankful when you get a raise? Sure beats the alternative. You're thankful when, when someone blesses you. That's, that's with thanks. But he, he says not just with thanks and being thankful for certain things. He says we're to be thankful. I believe God wants that to be a part of who I am as a person. That no matter what else I am, I'm thankful. And that it's attached to me. People will even say of me or you. They're just so thankful. They don't have much but the thankful. Before August 26, 1989, I was a single man. But on August 26, 1989, I became something that I never was before. As I waited at the front of the church and watched 
this unbelievably wonderful and gorgeous woman walked down that was way out of my league. Karen Meredith Dupler. But in just moments, we would both be transformed. We would have a change. She would have a name change, but I would have a life change. And I became something that I'd never been before. I became a husband. And from that day forward, it's become part of my being. I am a husband, among many other things that I am. God blessed us and gave us Elliot and Butler and Daisy. But with the birth of my son, I became something that I'd never been before. I became a daddy. I was a father. And from that time to this and for the rest of my life on earth, I will be a father. I pray that God helps me to be a good father, a good husband. But it is part of my being. I think this is what God has in mind when he says, be thankful. Not just when the opportunity arises that you like, when the circumstances are in your favor. It's all the time just part of who we are. It's an attribute. It's a characteristic. It's part of our DNA. We are thankful people. And how much more should those who have been bought with a price, those who have been redeemed, those who have been saved, those who have been healed, how much more should we be thankful? Are you thankful? I hear yeses. I see heads nodding. Well, how do we really know? What's the proof of your thanks? How do you prove that you are thankful? What is the evidence of thanks? I want you to take some notes today that I believe will be very helpful to you. Because I'm asking that together, church, we ask God to make us thankful. Not just when everything is going our way and when the good news comes. I'm talking about it just being part of our life. Because you can always find something to be thankful for. Did you know that? Or if you look hard enough, and you won't really have to look that hard after all, you can always find something to give God thanks. So will you join with me? And let's make this, this season a focus of asking God to cause us to be thankful, to become that person that is just thankful, part of who we are. How can we, uh, how can we be thankful? How can we have evidence of our thanks? First of all, I believe it can happen if we are to be thankful in our speech. If we are thankful in our speech. So let me encourage you today, be thankful in your speech. In the words that you say, is it reflecting thanks? If we're really thankful, I believe we should declare it out loud. 
I believe this should be heard, not just in our hearts, not just in our minds. I've had, my, I've had opportunities where I thought, I'm so thankful for this or that. Somebody did something, but I didn't say it. And I missed a moment. I missed an opportunity. I don't want to miss those opportunities. If I'm thankful, I want to say I'm thankful. And I believe we should say that we're thankful. Look at our text again. The very first verse here of Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful shout. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Shouts are supposed to be heard. It would be hard for you to shout and not have somebody hear it. Because a shout is different than a whisper, isn't it? And there is appropriate time to shout. We've already, we've already done some of this today and saw God do some great, great things through the shout. But I believe just as a shout is made, meant to be heard, thanks is also meant to be heard. Who wants to hear your thanks? God does. I believe God wants to hear you say thanks. You're thankful for salvation. You're thankful that God heals you. I thank God for bringing Karen into my life. I thank God for three amazing children. I thank God for this church and, and you folks that are part of my extended family. I could just let that all be in my heart and swell up on the inside of me and I think about it. But it's something else to say it out loud. And I believe God, first of all, wants to hear our thanks. I believe that as we thank him, it rises to his ears as a sweet, sweet sound. We used to sing a song, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. You remember that? I believe your thanks will be a sweet sound in the ear of God. He's listening. He wants to hear you say thanks. You know, he's not the only one that I think might hear you say thanks. There may be other people around you that as you say thanks out loud, they may hear you. I had a daddy-daughter date last Sunday with Daisy. I loved it. It was awesome. Daisy wants to be a chef or a cook or she, she wants to be in the, the food and the, the cooking. She just kind of got a gift with this. So Karen bought us uh, uh, tickets to a cooking class. And last Sunday we went on a daddy-daughter date. It was so much fun. This particular class, the lady was focused on the benefits of healthy cooking and healthy eating and so she's passionate about this this chef and so she said I want you to hear this man and he was going to just give testimony of the benefits of eating right and this particular program and how it had really turned things around for him so this guy stands up and the first thing he says was I first of all just want to give God thanks and I knew when he said, I want to give God thanks, he wasn't talking about Allah. He wasn't talking about Buddha. I knew immediately he was thanking the same God that I would have thanked. He was talking about the same God that I would have been talking about. And I looked over at him, and I, we just resonated immediately. And he began to tell about how this program had really turned things around for him. He had had kidney failure. He was going to have to go on dialysis. But because of this healthy eating... That was in part, but mostly because of God. But he just, throughout the whole testimony of this program, he kept talking about God and how thankful he was to God for leading him to this, this chef and leading him to this way of eating. And he just, he just thanked God. You know, the atmosphere in that little room changed. There was about 60 of us in that class, and everything changed. 
this lady behind him began to say, oh, I, I want to talk to you because I, I need this change in my life. He said, and I, I just was listening in. And he kept thanking God. And by the time it was over, he said, well, I'm going to give you some information. But before you leave, I want to pray with you. And the dude ended up praying for some lady. You see, when you thank God out loud, somebody else might be listening. Somebody else might receive the benefit of your thanking aloud. So, thank God aloud. Be thankful in your speech. Psalms 26, 7 says that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of your wondrous works. Psalm 89, 1 says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. Thank God out loud. Thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His faithfulness. Thank God for His grace and for His mercy. Anybody thankful for the mercy and grace of God today? How about we thank God for His love that will not end? Thank God for saving us from sin. Thank God for healing us from all of our diseases. Thank God for His power, for His strength, and for His might. Thank God for making a way where there seemed to be no way. Thank God for your wife. Thank God for your family. Thank God for your children. Thank God for providing for you. Thank God that He never left you. He never forsook you. Thank God you're not in jail somewhere. Thank God that you're not in some insane asylum today. Thank God that you're not on your back in some hospital today. Thank God that you're in his house and giving him praise and worshiping him today. Thank God that there's activity in your limbs. Thank God that there's breath in your lungs. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to thank God out loud right now. Come on and thank him today. Hallelujah. Thank God aloud. How about thank others aloud? Somebody opens the door for you. Say thank you. Somebody buys you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Say thank you. Somebody takes you to lunch, takes you to dinner, buys you an Egg McMuffin for breakfast. I don't care what it is. I believe every act of kindness should be followed with thank you. Amen. Karen and I have tried to just beat this into our kids' heads, you know, not physically, not literally, but just since they were young, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you. You know, we don't have to say that anymore, Karen. I, it, it amazes me. I, I, all I have is my kids, so I, I know I talk about them a lot, and they are many times my illustration. But I really do, I'm amazed with you three. Every time we take you out, which is a lot, you're always saying thanks. They never take it for granted. We, we go out to eat a lot. It's just our lifestyle is a little crazy. So, you know, Karen works full time leading the, the school here. And, and, you know, I've got a part-time job pastoring a church. And, Sometimes it's just crazy, so we just, eh, let's just run to, I don't even care if it's Taco Bell. It doesn't have to be Ruth's Chris. And they'll say thank you. You know, it makes me want to, it makes me want to do for you more. I believe it makes God want to do for us. Because it's just part of who we are. We're thankful. Be thankful 
in your speech. And I must say this, we've touched on this already, but sometimes we just have to be, be thankful anyhow. What I mean is, it's not always going to come out easy. Thanksgiving doesn't always just flow out, does it? I mean, when you get the call from the doctor who says, well, it, it turns out that it is malignant after all. And you're diagnosed with cancer. Do you say, God, well, thank you for cancer. See, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything. Come on, somebody say, in everything. Not for everything. We don't thank God for cancer. Cancer is a disease that God heals. Cancer is sickness that is opposite of God that is healing. We don't thank God for cancer or kidney failure or heart disease. But can we, in the midst of the darkness, say, God, I thank you anyhow. I don't know how you're going to come through for me. I don't know how you're going to turn things around for me. But I know that you're still God, and I believe that you have a plan, and I've decided to put my trust in you, and until I see things turn around, I'm still going to thank you. Even if I never see the full result that I wanted to see on earth, I'm going to thank you because I know when I get to heaven, I'm going to be whole. Come on, somebody. Remember, this is, this is, we're just passing through. Amen. We're just strangers and pilgrims. Speaking of Thanksgiving, we're just pilgrims. We're just passing through. This earth is not my home. This world is not my home. I'm a stranger passing through. Just thank God till you get to heaven then. But watch out. You start thanking God, he might turn some things around right here on earth. I've seen him do it. But you've got to find this thank you anyhow. And keep everything in its proper perspective. Somebody else probably has it worse off than you anyway. Even on your worst day, there's somebody else struggling even more. So as we keep things in perspective, I believe thanks will just naturally come forth. Proper perspective is critical in giving God thanks and giving others thanks. Stacy did a great job teaching Stacy Trotter a few months ago in our men's about perspective. I'll just never forget it. It was really, really great. Proper perspective will help us to be thankful. Be thankful. A young lady wrote home from college recently. Dear mom, she said, sorry I haven't written sooner. My arm really has been broken. I broke it and my left leg when I jumped from the second floor of my dormitory. The smoke and flames from the dormitory fire were so great, I had no other choice but to jump. We were lucky, though. A young service station attendant saw the blaze and called the fire department. They were there in minutes. I was in the hospital for a few days. Paul, the service station attendant, he came to see me every day. And because it was taking so long to get our dormitory livable again, I moved in with Paul. He's been so nice to me, but I must admit I'm pregnant. Paul and I are planning to get married just as soon as he divorces his wife. Well, I hope things are fine at home. I'm doing fine, and I'll write more later when I get a chance. Love, 
your daughter Susie. P.S. None of the above is true, but I did get a C in sociology and I flunked chemistry altogether. <laughs> I just wanted you to receive this news in its proper perspective. Keep your situation in its proper perspective and you'll thank God every day and you will be thankful. Come on, somebody, help me today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Be thankful in your speech. Thank God out loud. Thank other people out loud. Number two, be thankful in service. Back to our text, verse number two, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. It's one thing to say thank you, it's another to show thank you. Our thanks cannot only be with our speech, it must also be with our actions. We show thanks to God by serving God. How many would just lift a hand and say, God's been really good to me, Pastor Steve? How about this? God has answered my prayers over the years, Pastor Steve. God's provided for me. I, I, the list goes on. We're unbelievably blessed. And so I believe that we should show our thanks, not just say our thanks. We show our thanks by serving the Lord. And we do it with gladness in our hearts. God, you've just been so good, I'm just here to serve you. What do you want me to do, God? Do you know how you can serve the Lord? By serving in the house of the Lord. You're sitting in a place that is unlike any other place that you'll sit in anywhere else. It's not like your home. It's not like your office space. It's not like the movie theater. This is the house of God. It's a set-apart place. It's a holy place. It's a place that we come in and, and, and worship God and praise God. We sing to him. It's a place that we come in and we bring our burdens and our needs and all of our cares to him. Remember that this is not like every other place. It's a special place. And God's looking for us to show our gratitude by serving in the house of God. In just two weeks, this tree will be filled with floating heads. How many have never seen our singing Christmas tree before? Wow, quite a few. You've got to see this. It will rock your world. December 6, 7, 8, and 9. Come early, because I believe it will be packed. But this choir and the music department, not only for the Christmas production, but just, I'm amazed, Pastor Moses, week after week, the dedication of the folks to come in and show their thanks to God by serving in the house of God. 
Church, I want you to hear this today. I think it would be a tragedy and even a disgrace to get to heaven and God say, why didn't you help in the house of God? All you did was come and eat every week. You never did help anybody else eat. You see, when you sing in the choir or any number of other ministries, you're serving the Lord by serving in the house of the Lord. Some of y'all saying, Pastor Steve, you don't want me in that choir, I promise you. I get that. You make your joyful noise out there, that's fine. Because there's somewhere else you could still serve the Lord and show your thanks by serving in the house of the Lord. We have first impressions, a, 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 a team that makes sure everybody's greeted and, and people know where they're going and, and where the children's ministry is and so on. Tassie Hare, she was here in the first service, but she's working right now in the children's ministry next door. She needs help. She needs volunteers. She's got crazy kids running around every day, every Sunday. It's awesome. It's wonderful. But she needs help. She needs volunteers that would come in and say, I'm in. It wouldn't take much. Pastor Dave and Sonny, they lovingly help our, our youth at a, a pivotal, transitional time in their lives. I could still crawl up in a fetal position when I think about some of my junior high years. How many junior high was tough for you? I'm just telling you. And here's Pastor Dave and Sonny to take all that sting out of that and love these kids. But they need help serve, people serving in the house of the Lord. Royal Rangers, missionettes, the list goes on. Our nursery. I promise you, I will find a spot that will fit your skill set. But I believe every person ought to be showing their thanks by serving in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let me give you some benefits of serving the Lord with gladness. First of all, God is glorified. Isn't that our goal? Shouldn't that be our desire? To glorify God? And as you serve the Lord with gladness in God's house, He's pleased. He's glorified. Here's a benefit. The work of the ministry is done. And let me tell you something. It is work. The work of the ministry is accomplished. Everybody doing a little bit, a whole lot is done. But unfortunately... They say it's about 20% of a congregation that does 100% of the work of the ministry. Now, I feel La Palma Christian Center is above those statistics. And we have a lot, a lot of people who lovingly volunteer. But I do feel that there's a place for everyone. And if you will come and talk to me, I will help get you a place. And the work of the ministry will be done. And God will be glorified. Here's another benefit. We have built-in accountability. This is critical. If you, if you join the choir and then you don't show up, I promise you, Pastor Moses or some other folks that he's assigned, they're going to be on the phone wondering why you weren't here. Somebody's counting on you to volunteer and help Pastor Dave or Tassie or the Rangers or the missionary. You have a built-in accountability. Here's a benefit. It occupies your mind. Anybody else need help 
keeping your mind occupied. Here's a great way. You just dive in and start helping in, in the house of God. It keeps your mind occupied and you're focused on something and it's, it's helping the good of, of others. And it just feels good. How about that? Yeah. Serving feels good. Yeah. How many would agree with me today? You say, it just feels good to help somebody else. It feels good to serve God in his house. We show our thanks by serving God, doing that in his house. We show our thanks by serving others. How about we help a widow with her yard work? We show thanks by serving. How about we show our thanks to God by helping somebody move? These are great, great ways, folks, that we can show our gratitude to God. Volunteering to feed the homeless at, say, well, Thanksgiving time. There's shelters all over. I don't think you'd, you, 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 you'll probably have the best Thanksgiving you've ever had if you just volunteer to feed somebody that doesn't have a home. It'll revolutionize your life. You can pass out Bob bags. You can volunteer at our back to school outreach. That's in August, but still, never too early to promote it, right? Finally, Pastor Moses, I want you to come. This is, I want to wrap this up. Be thankful in your speech. Be thankful in your service. Just be thankful in everything. Be thankful in your sharing. On your worst day, you still have far more than most of the world. <laughs> I mean, back to perspective, right? On my worst day, on my poorest day, my most frustrating day, I still am far more blessed than the majority of the world, and so are you. So could we share what God has given us? This is how we will be thankful. Offer to God, Psalm 5014. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Folks, thanksgiving ought to be an offering. It should be a sacrifice. Psalm 116, 17, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. Now remember, a sacrifice of thanks isn't a tired thanks, isn't a lazy thanks. Whenever they sacrificed to God, they always got the best, the choicest, top grade. They could not go and get the lame or the diseased. They had to find the very best of the herd. And that is what they offered to God as a sacrifice. I believe we ought to find our best to offer to God our thanks and share with others. Share your talent. This room is so full of talented people. God has put in each one a little something different. Can you share your talent? Singers sing, players play, teachers teach, administrators lead. Share your talent. It'll be a way that you can 
Be thankful. Share your time. This may be the most valuable commodity that we have that we're very selfish with. Spend time with somebody, someone that's alone perhaps, someone that's lonely. Share your treasure. That's your tithes, that's your offerings. And any special needs that come our way, church. There's a world out there that's they're really hurting. And we have an opportunity to show our thanks to God for His goodness, His love, by sharing what God has blessed us with. I've asked you over the last couple of weeks to prepare an offering for the victims of the typhoon that blew through the Philippines and Vietnam. I trust that you have come today ready to worship God and to give thanks to God by helping somebody else. The envelopes are there. If you're, if you're going to participate, and I would like everybody to really, some could participate in a very substantial way. You will get year-end giving credit. If you're looking for an opportunity to give a substantial gift at the end of the year for tax purposes, this, I can't think of a better one. It's not for anything that we're doing here at La Palma, none of it. This all will go to help the victims there in the Philippines. So I want you to get an offering ready for Convoy of Hope. And as you are getting this ready, I, do we have that video? I, I'd like to roll this video and I want you to see. This is the president speaking of Convoy of Hope. Hi, this is Hal Donaldson of the Convoy of Hope, and I'm coming to you from the World Distribution Center. And since the disaster that hit the Philippines, Convoy of Hope has been responding in a very big way. Now to date, more than 160,000 meals have been distributed. We have earmarked 3 million meals to be distributed in the coming days. Now this is going to be a long-term recovery effort. This is not one of those disasters that's going to be over when the cameras stop rolling. But because of your partnership with Convoy of Hope, people's needs are being met. We have multiple distribution points. They're receiving food and they're receiving pure drinking water and much, much more. You've made that possible. So please know this, because of your trust, your partnership, we will be there for the long haul. God bless. The death toll is now over 5,000. 5,000 folks who have died and they're not done counting. And thousands upon thousands don't have clean water or food or a place to live. We can't take care of the whole need, but we sure could do something. And I think we should. I think, it, I think God's expecting us to, La Palma. 
And it is a way that we can show our thanks to God. On this Sunday before Thanksgiving, we give an offering of thanks to those who are suffering, those in need. I want the ushers to come. We have an all Filipino ushers and usherettes today. I like that. And we want you to know that this is close to our hearts. I don't know if you have family that's touched by this, Rhoda. No? Thank God. I know that the soys don't. Cabarubias, anybody? Okay. There was a family in our first service. They have friends that have been touched by this. Right here in our church. That's, that's how you're just, you're just a couple people away from this affecting us. Really. And no matter, no matter if no one that we know is affected, it's just the right thing to do. And we'll be blessed. You'll never miss it. Because God is going to add it back to you and then some. That's just what God does. You'll be amazed as you give it out. It feels good to give. And we should give thanks and we should be thankful. You ready? You knew I was going to call on you, didn't you? Nice and loud. I want you to pray for the people who are struggling, Roniel. And just pray that God would somehow make himself known to these people through this tragedy. He can do this. And that God would just use the little bit that we bring. I hope it ends up being a lot, but even a lot here would just be a little bit there. That God would just breathe on it and use it to help these people. Pray for us, O'Neill. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Roniel. I appreciate that greatly. So it's simple today. It's not a very complicated message. I just, I really feel God wants us to become thankful people. Be thankful. <laughs> this can be done in our speech, in our service, and in our sharing. Please know that Karen and I love you dearly. And we are very thankful for you. We're praying that God would give you an amazing Thanksgiving day. Many of you will have family around your table that aren't believers. Or you'll be around a table with family that aren't believers. Be sensitive to that and let God use you to make a difference this Thanksgiving time. Amen. Creighton, would you come and dismiss us in prayer today, please? Go ahead and stand.
There's no service on Wednesday, so don't come here. God, we thank you for the opportunity to gather, Lord, to focus on you, to worship you. Lord, we ask that you would be with us throughout this week. God, that you would guide us so that we might take opportunities to share your word. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes and open our hearts so that we might see opportunities to be thankful. Lord, so that we might see times where we can share you and share you as the source of everything that we have. Father God, we pray that you'd be with us as we go, that you would protect all of us as we travel. In your name we pray, amen.